But I brought a message to you that is completely different. Now I want you to check, and my message today is the new foundation. God is trying to do a new foundation on you. You see, there are things that God is trying to build on you, but they are failing to be built. There are things in your life, you are trying to build them on yourself, but they are failing to be built. I know the problem. The problem is the foundation. God will not, will not build anything on a forte foundation. And this is a fact. And once again, I'll ask you a question. What is the title of my message? Come again. The new foundation. God wants to do a new foundation on you. God wants to do a new foundation on anything that deals with you. We'll be checking first of all, Matthew 24, verse 12. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 12, and because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now, just give me King James Version. King James Version. Be- and because of iniquity, shall abound the love of many shall wax cold and first of all i'd like to share with you what is the bible trying to say here the bible is saying the love the love of god most people they will love god but at a certain time their love for god will become cold it is because iniquity shall abound the love of god the love of God in many people shall become cold because iniquity shall abound. And the love shall grow cold. The love of many. And before I even continue sharing with this message, I just want to ask you a simple question. How are you loving God these days? It's a question you must ask yourself in your heart. How are you loving God in these days? Are you still the same person who had the zeal to read the Bible? Are you still the same person who used to sit down and listen to spiritual sermons? Are you still the same person who can fast, who have a desire to wake up at night and pray? Are you still the same person who when you are praying, you could feel the presence of God. Are you still the same person? Who when you, when you committed a sin or when you have done something wrong, there was conviction in your heart. What happened? That's the message. The Bible says, in the last days, iniquity shall increase. And because iniquity shall increase, the love of many shall grow God. Wax God. In Revelation 3 verse 16, just take me there right now. In Revelation 3 verse 16, let's check what the Bible says. The Bible says, So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I what? I'll spoil you or thee out of my mouth. Now in NIV, the Bible says, So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about 
to spit you out of my mouth. I am about. Now, what is that? It says, you are not hot, you are not cold. Now, look at the neighbor next to you. Say, if you are not listening to this message, the demons that are playing with your life, they need a whole bottle of oil. Now, watch this. Yeah, because you see, such messages, the enemy will take people's concentration out because the enemy wants you to remain who you are. This message is not changing your business. I never brought a message today to change your family. I brought a message today to change your life. The Bible says because you are lukewarm. Lukewarm, you are not hot, neither what? Cold. In other words, you are, sometimes you are prayerful, you know, sometimes you feel the praises and sometimes you love, you are, you are so serious. And before you know it, you are now back to just you. And then after two days, three days, oh, oh, sharababababa, oh yes, 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 yes. Before you know it, you are back to the world. And the Bible says you are lukewarm. And I am about to take you out of my mouth. And when God takes you out of the mouth, if he did not already do it, you're becoming, so nothing is moving. Pray for me. You are lukewarm. You are neither hot, neither cold. God is calling for every man and woman to understand what I'm preaching. The only thing Christians know of the blood of Jesus, it is for protection. When they're in trouble, that's what it be like, the blood of Jesus. I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The main reason the blood was shed was not just for protection. It's not just for protection. The main reason was to protect you from God. Because God was very angry. And in those days, they used to have gods. When God is angry, they would slaughter a god. And when God sees the blood, he would forgive a person. But this time around, Jesus Christ came and shed his blood. The main reason was not for protection. The main reason was to cover your sin. That's the main reason. There are six reasons why they, they, there are six reasons or six things the blood of Jesus can do for you. The blood can speak for you. The blood can protect you. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. The blood can protect you. But it seems Christians have decided to omit all, I mean, to omit the only real reason. The only first reason why his blood was shed was to cover us from our sin. And Christians that have decided only to use the protection, that's it. When they in a car, I cover my car with the blood of Jesus. The main reason was to cover us from the anger of God. God was so angry. Whatsoever you do, he becomes so angry. And he wants to do something. But the blood protects us. 
Now, the Bible says, so many people's love will grow cold. I really have no problem with you being in the church, but I have got a whole big problem to do with your relationship with him. I'm speaking in your spirit right now. I'm talking not just your ears. I'm speaking to your spirit you, to the inner you. I'm saying this message. God says he lost you somewhere. He says he's looking for you. And the same message I told you the last service of, of last year. There's something wrong. Forget about your business. God's word is not about your business. If you die today, where will you be? If anything will happen to you today, where will you be? You can gain anything in this world. I mean, God can do anything for you. Miracles can happen. But there's a reason why God performed miracles. The whole reason he performed miracles is to execute holiness. So when people will see his power, they will be filled with fear and fear the Lord. It's not for you to testify. It is for you to have fear and say, wow, there is God in heaven. And I must follow him with the fear and trembling. In the basement, are you following Are you following? I know such type of messages makes people to look at me in an awkward way. Whether you look awkward, I'll keep on talking. Time of pretense is over. God is calling for church without blemish and spot. Look the neighbor next to you and tell them this message. God, say louder, God. No, I can't hear you. Just say it. It's calling for you into a holy life. There's so much compromise. You are in a comfort zone. You go home, you sleep, no prayer. You wake up, no prayer. Where is your love? Look at Muslim. They pray like five times in a, in a day. How many times do you pray in a day? Look at Hindu people. Who can go for four hours just standing like this to their God. Just time of meditation. Look at you. You can't even pray for 10 minutes. Each time you begin prayer, before you know it, you have stopped. Once your phone is ringing, you are able to catch your prayer and attend to your phone. You don't even fear God. I've come here today to warn you. Because God didn't call you for that, for, for that nonsense. You are playing with your salvation. This salvation you have. Some rich people out there, they don't have it. This salvation you have. Some people in Afghanistan are hiding just for them to pray. Because when they know they are Christians, they will be killed. It's time to be serious. It's time to rise up. The Bible says, rise, shine. Your light has come. Rise, shine. You cannot afford to miss all what God has installed for you. Just because of one mistake. Have people in this room who will be saying, 
Oh, the whole year, I was believing God for a miracle. I kept on praying, believing God for a miracle, and nothing has happened yet. Yes, nothing will happen yet. Because the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all the things you desire shall be added. Anything we desire is given to us as an addition. But our main focus, we are seeking the kingdom of God. God is calling for every person who has fallen. Don't pretend things are fine when you have fallen. Don't. It's time of reflection. When you sit down and think, where am I going? Where am I going? Sit down and find out there's something you're worshipping. It's not God. You're worshipping your miracle. Ah, I'm here. I want my business to move. I'm here. That has become your God. You are here because you want something to move. And God told me, he said, you warn them. You want everyone watching you right now. And you tell them, I have got a very big reason why I sent Jesus on the world. Jesus didn't come in this world just for our business to move well. He came in this world to save you. The rest are additional things. The rest are confirming my preaching. The Bible says, and the apostles preached the word of God. And God confirming their word with his signs wonders and the miracles so what i am preaching to you when i'm praying for you miracles are happening god is confirming what i'm preaching to you with his signs wonders and miracles he is just confirming it's nothing to do with you it has whole thing to do with what i'm preaching it is nothing to do with me it is all to confirm what i'm preaching not to confirm me, not to confirm you. What I'm preaching, that this is the message from God. That's why miracles happen, to confirm to you that this man has been sent to preach to us the word of the kingdom. So when we talk about breakthroughs, miracles, those things are confirming my message. But the question is, what message? The message that I'm bringing to you, that repent make things right with god there's a difference between confession and repentance to confess you just go like father forgive my sins mm, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll never do it again then you go out you do it again then you come back father <laughs> forgive me then you go you do it again that's confession. Repentance means to stop. I'm repenting from this. And God is calling for repentance. You know yourself. I am seeing in the spirit. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. But there's one area where the enemy is holding you. And God says he wants to set you free from that area. And that day to set you free is today. There are two types of holiness. Two types of holiness. In Hebrews 12 verse 10, there is the holiness which is the nature of God. Alright? In Hebrews 12 verse 10. Now give me Hebrews 12 verse 10. I want you to read together. One, two, three, go. Read. 
Jesus Christ. I said, read together. I said, one, two, three, go read. Wow. For they very far for a few days trusted us after their own pressure, but the ye for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. The word holiness there, if you check in Hebrew and Greek, it actually means nature. So there is a holiness of the nature. So we are partakers of God's nature. His nature is holiness. Now, when you receive Jesus, you partake of his nature. Oh, how many are following that? You partake of his nature. You are part and parcel of his nature. For God is holy. So you too, you partake his holiness. You partake his nature. So that's not enough. In Titus 2, verse 3, you find another holiness, which is not the nature. Now, give me Titus 2, verse 3. 1, 3, go read. Now the holiness which is here says they aged women likewise that they may be in behavior as becometh holiness. The word holiness there is set apart. This involves a person himself acting it. This involves a person acting it. The other holiness, it is the nature. When you receive Jesus, you become holy. You become justified. But this one, it is the one you. You set yourself apart. You separate yourself. You begin to understand, I don't talk the way I used to talk. I cannot respond to this situation like I could respond before I received Jesus. This is a set apart type of holiness. I cannot do the same mistakes I was doing before I received Jesus. There are people in the streets, some don't even smoke, some don't even drink, and they are not born again. But it's their nature. I don't want to smoke, I don't want to drink. They don't do the things you do. And you are in church, and yet you do what they don't do. Now, here the Bible says, here the Bible says, I devise the elderly women for them to live a holy life pertaining to holiness to separate themselves for them to take part to be in charge of their own lives you begin to have self-consciousness the bible says he the spirit of god whom the father shall send he shall reprove the world of righteousness he shall reprove the world of judgment. He shall convict the world of sin, of righteousness, 
and of judgment. The Holy Spirit whom the Father shall send, he shall convict the world of sin, the world of righteousness, and the world of judgment. If there is no conviction in you, something is wrong. Where is the Holy Ghost? We only involve the Holy Ghost when you want something. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, do it for me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. No, that's why he's silent. The main reason he came in the world. Jesus said, I shall send the advocate, a lost paracletos, whom the Father shall send to convict, to bring conviction. To bring conviction to the world of sin. It says to, of sin because the world did not know him. Of righteousness and of what? And of judgment. Look at your neighbor and say, Stamp to make things right. What makes us different with other people? It is our right standing with God. It is our right standing with God. In John 16, in John 16, verse 8, the Bible says what? In John 16, verse 8, the Bible says what? And when he, oh, let's start from verse 7. Let's start from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, a lost paracletos, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Why will he be sent? Now, verse 8, there's a reason why the comforter must come. The Holy Spirit must come. And when he is come, he will reprove. Now, give me NIV. Give me NIV quickly. And when he is come, when he comes, he will prove. The word prove there is convict. The world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 9. About sin because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. So God is calling for the church to understand the whole reason, the primary reason of the Holy Ghost to come in your life. It is to convict. If you do something wrong, he says, it's wrong. It's wrong. Repent right now. Pray right now. It's wrong. So he brings conviction. Now, if there is no conviction, there is no Holy Spirit. If there is no conviction, there is no Holy Spirit. The reason why the Holy Ghost has been sent to us is to bring conviction. To say, this is wrong. You cannot do this. I mean, how can you be answering things in the same way you were answering things before you got Jesus? How can you be thinking in the same way you were thinking before you got Jesus? Put a hands on Jesus.
righteousness, righteousness. Oh, you know the song. Holiness, holiness.
Put a hands for Jesus Christ. I shall send the comforter who shall be with you. And when I shall send him, he shall convict the world of sin, the world of righteousness, and the world of judgment. You see, the biggest problem we have, our biggest problem we have, it is because we don't understand what the Holy Spirit has said. So we in church all we say is lord lord and i need the holy spirit oh holy spirit do this for me holy spirit do that for me holy spirit do that for me in psalm 89 verse 14 psalms 89 verse 14 and i want us to read together this uh, very scripture we're about to read now the bible says what righteousness and justice and the foundation of your throne now we are dealing with a new foundation here what is in the foundation of god righteousness what is on your foundation it could be wickedness what is in your foundation could it be judgment could it be sickness but the foundation of god God is God until today because in his foundation there is righteousness and what? And justice. God is calling for somebody today. And I want to say this to you. This message, such messages are not for everyone. They always come and target one person. God is not pleased with the lukewarm that is there recently you are not prayerful you are not again not prayerful you are prayerful and not prayerful you are strong and you are weak and god said i don't deal with people who are lukewarm If you're following, you can ask your right hand up. So I'm following prophet. I'm following prophet. I said, if you're following, raise up your right hand. So I'm following prophet. I'm following prophet. 
Hallelujah. You love God? God is calling you. There must be conviction. Now, we are dealing with, we can't be saying, I'm praying. You know, I want a miracle to happen. Hmm. Jesus told a woman plainly. He said, my food. She was looking for deliverance for her child. She was like, master. Calling him master doesn't change anything. She called him master. I believe you are a real, real, real prophet. You are a great man. You are God. I believe if you speak a word, my child is possessed by a spirit. My child will be free. Jesus didn't even count. The Bible says she worshipped him. The Bible says she worshipped him. Jesus didn't count that. He didn't see the worship. He didn't see calling him master. Jesus said, you are not a candidate. You are not my child. He said, my food, the food on this table is meant for my children. She said, oh. And he said, it's not for dogs. And she's like, even dogs. The moment she said, even dogs, that was confessing her sin. When she confessed she was a sinner, she never she said, no, 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 I'm not a dog. Things are fine with me. I'm not a dog. No. She said, even dogs, the moment she confessed her sin, Jesus had a mess on her. He said, because you have confessed, he said, your child is healed. Some of you, what is only needed is when you denounce your sin. There are things God has put on hold. He will never release them until some certain things have changed in your life. I'm telling you, there are some people here who really is nothing to do with God delaying it. Stop saying it's not the time for God. I'm waiting. God's time is the best time. Just to change your ways. Things will begin to happen. I've heard people saying that. No, no, no. Don't worry, sister. Uh, wait for the time of God. I told you last, last uh, two months ago. The Bible says that when God saw the thoughts of man were wicked, God came down. He said, I'm going to punish these people because when he saw their heart was evil. When he saw their thoughts, before they even committed that sin, when God just saw the sin being thought, he stopped man and God regretted why he made a human being. It could happen. That God can regret even today why he made you exist. In Genesis 6, God regretted. Why did I make man? It may happen in our days. He can say, I regret why I made her. Now, why is God calling us unto holiness? Number one, 
God is calling us unto holiness for the eternal life. In the book of Romans 16, verse 17, I want us to read together. God is calling us, number one, for the eternal life. There is a life after this life. It is eternal life. We are limited to live on earth, but we are not limited to live in the eternity. So there's eternity after this life. People may say, no, I'm, gonna, I'm growing old, I'm going to die soon. That scares me nothing. Because after this life, there is another life. The Bible says, for me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. What then shall we say? This flesh, Marakatosoradigo, hmm, shall put on immortality. Now, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out of those who cause divisions. And obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. I what? Now read again. There are people who put obstacles on your way so that you can stumble and fail. Watch out for those people. It could be someone you love most. It could be someone who is your family member. It could be someone who is your best friend. But as long as has been assigned by the enemy to stand on the way so that you should fail your journey that God called you for, stay away from them. God has called you for eternal life. He does not want you to perish. The Bible says, for he loved so much the world that he did not want you to perish. But whosoever shall believe in him to have what? To have eternal life. And the main reason God is calling for holiness is for you to live, I mean to acquire eternity. Number two, God is calling for you to live a holy life. Because he is holy. In the first Peter chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. Now let's just read it there. He is holy himself. Now the Bible says, but just as he, okay, sorry, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. There is no subtraction, there is no addition. As the one who called you is holy. Be holy in everything that you do. Alright, and then it continues. For it is written. It is written. Be what? Because. So the whole reason you must be holy is because he is holy. So this holiness is not the one in Hebrews 12 verse 10. This one is the one in Titus 2 verse 3. Which is you to set yourself apart. To understand that God in your family located you. In your country located you. In your village located you. And he said you I have called. And he set you apart. And now it is your job and your duty to show it yourself. 
and set yourself apart because he has called you to live a holy life. It's a calling that God has called you to live a holy life. And unfortunately, what you are putting first is not holiness. What you are putting first is to get married. What you are putting first is a car. Just be holy because he is holy as it is written. Hey. In the miracle grounds, are you hearing the message? Put a hand on Jesus. Number two, why is God calling you to live a holy life? Number three, right? All right, so God is calling you into the holy life because he wants you to see him. So many people are failing to see him because lack of holiness. In Hebrews 12, verse 14, the Bible says what? Now, I want us to together louder. All right, Hebrews 12, verse 14. The word of the Lord says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the law i, I want to see god this year in my career i want to see god in my business i want to see god i'm praying prophet i want to see visions hey the bible says be holy without holiness you will never see him you are waiting where you are sitting. You are waiting to see God moving in your career. You are waiting to see God moving in your life. The Bible says, without holiness, you will never see him. That's why people are still believing until today. I want to see a vision. I want to see. I want to see. Jesus can appear to anyone at any time. But the Bible says without holiness. It took someone to be a virgin for Jesus to appear in their womb. Revelation 2 verse 5. Revelation 2 verse 5. What does the Bible say? Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Now I want you to read again louder. One, three, go read. Do you want him to remove the lampstand? Repent now.
It says, repent. It says, remember where you have fallen. If you don't, it says, begin to do the things you used to do before. Do the things you are doing at first. You used to be in church all the times. You used to pray all the time. Nowadays, you can even be home. Nothing, no conviction. Completely nothing. It says, do what you are doing before. Repent now. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. One, two, three, go read. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Uh huh, continue. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being but God. The very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Whosoever is rejecting what I'm teaching you now, he is not rejecting me, a human being, but he is rejecting the very God who gives you the Holy Spirit. He said, for God did not call us. He called you not to live an an impure life. He called you to be, to live a holy life. If you reject this message, you are not rejecting me. You are rejecting the one who gave you the Holy Spirit. People just be singing songs. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I love you. Moya men. Oh, do you do you even know the meaning of Holy Spirit? It is a spirit that is holy. If only you can see what is waiting for the sinners, you would cry. The only prayer that God answers of a sinner, it is God forgive me. That's the only prayer that God can answer a sinner. God forgive my sins. The foundation is wrong. Forget about cases. Forget about all those things. But your foundation, your spiritual foundation is wrong. Go back where you used to be. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, You foolish Galatians, Wait. It is who has bewitched you? What happened? Who has bewitched you? Before your very 
eyes. Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified too. Then he says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you had? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Now, verse 4. Have you experienced so much in event? It is really in event. Now, NIV of verse 4. Have you experienced so much in event? If it really was in event, having begun in the spirit, are you ending in the flesh? I don't remember how you began. You had a zeal in you. You had passion in you. You could pray. You could wake up. You could feel like, I want to pray. You had this thing happening around you. And what's going on right now? There is no more zeal. There is no more passion. And God says, go back where you had fallen. If you don't, and you can't be lukewarm, I will take you out of my mouth. I will take you out of my presence. God is calling you back. You have, you have fallen. And I, I'm bringing this message to you. Well, so much God is calling for you. And let's go number point number four. Number four, right? Number four. God is calling us unto holiness for his own purpose. There is the purpose of God that he is calling us for. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 9, you will find out there is a purpose in, in his life as God, in his own ability. He has purposed something over your life. Then he says, I must call you unto holiness. Now there is a purpose for you that he has. Now, let's go to the verse. He has saved us and he called us. Can you imagine? All the calling you'll be hearing there are calling to holiness. He has saved us and he called us. Where? To a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose. For his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So before time was made, it was the purpose of God that you should be born and live a holy life. Hey, when you were born, you got saved, you got born again, then boom, you go back to the real you. It's like taking a crocodile in the water, putting it in a swimming pool, and then swim in a crocodile. Every day you go in the swimming pool. Says, "Come, come on my back." You go at the back, and then it swims with you, swims with you. I know because we change the crocodile. 
we artificially change the thinking you know people can do that you know we tell it to understand so this this clock down but my friend one day one day a clock down will show you and that's your behavior you were taken in by god he took you he put you in his swimming pool and now you are harming the very same god who took you from the from from the river and put you in his swimming pool god is calling for people right now i'm sensing in my spirit that he wants you to be stronger like before he wants you to fast to love him that you used to love him you can no longer make a, 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 a prayer the way you used to do before you cannot even kneel down and make 20 minutes jesus cried out to his disciple can't you pray for one hour with you we're not dealing with one hour here we are dealing with the 10 minutes You are now normal, very normal. You are living just like you. God is calling someone into holiness for his own purpose and grace. For his own purpose and grace. Wasted years. Wasted years. So foolish have you been in darkness of sea? Turn around to the Lord. Jesus is calling us today. He is calling you. Turn around to that be my Jesus is calling you today. Reading is calling us the life of wasted years. Yes. How many believe that God is calling them? How many how many believe that God is calling them in this room? In the overflow second second miracle 10 how many believe god is calling us how many are believing i know you are here some are here i want god to do something for me listen god is calling you make things right you are delaying yourself you could be far by now Do you understand what the Bible said? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. In 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I shall forgive their sin, I shall heal their land, and what? why the land is not healed because they have not humbled themselves they have not repented meaning 
their repentance is delaying what God wants to do. God wants to heal the land. But God is failing to heal the land. Because they have not done only one thing. Repentance of their sin. I can imagine how many things God has been looking and willing to do in your life. But he's failing to do because of one thing. To humble yourself and repent. To the law. Jesus is calling us today. He is calling you from the life of wasted years. Somebody just wave your hand above your head and sing along with me. Turn around to the key. Our Jesus is calling us today. He from the life of wasted years. Put a hands for Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews verse 7 to 12. The Bible says what? Can you read together? One, two, three, go read. Oh. Can you read a bit louder? One, two, three, go read. Eight. I just want you to, to check this. Uh, I just want to connect there. In John 15, in John 15 from verse 1. John 15 from verse 1. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. just there just just a moment i just want you to see one thing here as i have said it to you there are things that god wants to do in your life it says for his purpose and grace he called you for holiness 
for his purpose and grace. Now imagine what purpose is it? He has a purpose over your life. And he has called us unto holiness for his purpose. I want you to see this thing. We're going to number what now? God is calling us unto holiness for us to shine. People don't know that. The reason why the devil, when he was in heaven, before he was cast down, he was called Lucifer. Hmm. And he was shining. And everyone was so much, you know, interested in how he was shining. He was shining, glittering everywhere. And he didn't know all this was happening because of the light of God and because of the holiness of God. When he was cast down, the shining disappeared. He's now in darkness. The reason why God is calling us unto holiness because God is expecting us to shine. In Philippians 2 verse 14, I want to check this out. In Philippians 2 verse 14, what does the Bible say? In Philippians 2 verse 14, what does the word of the Lord say? All right, continue. So that you may become blameless and what? And pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Okay, if you become blameless, if you become no fault, what's going to happen? Then you will shine among them like stars. You will shine among them at your workplace, in your career, everywhere you go, you shine among them. Why? Because you are blameless, you live a holy life. Point number six. Let's go to number six. Holiness is the worship that God deserves. Holiness is a part of worshiping God. In Romans 12 verse 1, I want us to read together. In Romans 12 verse 1, as I said, it's an act of worshiping God. The Bible says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Oh, holy and pleasing, holy and pleasing to God. You do, you do holy things and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The true and proper worship is when you live a holy life. True and proper worship. Living a holy life. 
It is your sacrifice to God. A sacrifice that God desires. Number seven. Is number seven? We're going to number seven? All right. You must live a holy life because God separated you. You are set apart. Hear me. If you work in the police and you are in police uniform, there are things you are not allowed to be doing. True or false? The moment you take off that uniform, you can do anything. But there are things when you're in a police uniform, you are not just allowed to be doing. One of those things is what? Drinking in uniform. But how do you drink you in uniform of God? The Bible says, I'm saying this thing to you. How? How do you drink? Yet you're wearing the uniform of God. You are, you are not a normal person. You are saved. And you have no conviction. Opening. Psst. No conviction. Putting in a glass. Even ordering. Um, champagne. And they even ask you. You even tell them to put stuff there. No problem. You're with, you have forgotten who you are. My friend, before God has vomited you out. You can lie, proper lie. No conviction. Time to pretend is over. God is calling you. I'm, I'm healing that right now. I can hear your name. God is calling you right now. Turn around to the king. Jesus is calling you today. He is calling us from the life of wasted years. Turn around. Somebody tell your number, turn around. Our Jesus is calling us today. He is calling you from the life of wasted Put a hands for Jesus. Put a hands for Jesus Christ. God is calling you.
make things right. Make things right. God is calling you. Life is not waiting for you. In the book of Matthews, chapter 7, from verse 16 to 19, there's a story. And the Bible says, By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. In Matthew 3, verse 10, the Bible says, in Matthew 3, verse 10, the axe is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire now there is a mystery about a tree that is cut down i want to share with you tell me about there's a mystery about a tree that is cut down every tree that is cut down today you will not know that it is cut down when you are coming from far, it still looks green. Yet it is what? Cut the tree down today. Does it dry the same day? So there are some people here that are still speaking in tongues. They are still looking green. But they are slowly drying. If you cut a tree, and the tree falls, it does not dry. Same day. First week, when you are coming from fire, you still see a green tree. But trust you me, slowly it's drying. You still speak in tongues, you still pray, you still come, you still tithe. But yourself, you know, I'm no longer the same person I used to be. In Luke 13, Verse 6, we find out of the same story of a tree that is cut down, taken care of. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. Continue, keep on, keep on going. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree. And haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? God has been looking for a fruit from you for all these past years. He comes to look for fruit, he can't find any. He comes again, he can't find any. He says, just cut it down. Let's continue with the scripture. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, at least 2020, and I will dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. 
Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? What I'm doing right now it is to fertilize you. It is to fertilize you. To bring the message. If you will not bear fruit, it's fine. If you bear fruit, it's fine. God is calling for you. He has brought you into this ministry. So you can listen to this message. Because God has a purpose with you. He wants to take you somewhere. He wants to use you. He, there's a place. He, there's a level he wants to take you there. But you cannot be taken there without holiness. Without holiness, no one can see God. I want to see God. I want to see a vision. I want to see his hand. This year, without holiness, it is impossible. So, God wants you to live holy because you are set apart. Right? I didn't give you a verse for it. Leviticus 20, verse 26. Leviticus 20, verse 26. Leviticus 20, verse 26. One, two, three, go read. Come on, read again. You are set apart. Unfortunately, you don't know it. You are so special. You are from the royal priesthood. You are a chosen person. When God looks at you, he he sees his delight. But the way you live, the things you do against him, you provoke him to anger. Says you are holy people, you are set apart, live holy. I have removed you from many nations. And how you live and how you think, it's not holy. Today on the grand entrance, you are not entering with a miracle. You are entering with a salvation. You will say the first Sunday, something happened to me. I changed completely. My life is no longer the same. I have a testimony. My life changed. Somebody shout hallelujah. Lastly, God is calling us unto holiness. For we are the temples of God. Where you are, you are the temple of God. When someone doesn't know. Do you know that God stays inside of you? Do you know he stays inside of you? In John 14 verse 21. I want to just show you this. In John 14 verse 21. From 21. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. 
The one who loves me will be loved by my father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. Wow. Wow. Let's continue. Then Judas said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Huh? Why, why me? Why not to the world? Why do you want to show yourself to us and not the world? Remember, he's with them. But this showing is not a physical showing. And they're saying, why do you want to show yourself to us and not to the world? Then he says what? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. We are the temples of God. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, the Bible says what? 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16. What does the Bible say? Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells? You live sometimes like you don't even know. How people live, how they behave, how they speak, the places they are found. As if you don't know. You are a carrier of God. The Holy Ghost is inside of you. Same chapter, let's go verse 19. Same chapter, let's go verse 19. Sorry, chapter 6. First, same book, chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You are from now. Can somebody say, I am not my own? Can someone say it again? I am not my own. The Holy Ghost belongs to me. And my body belongs to him. Now, check the verse, check the verse, check the verse. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of what? Holy, not evil. But what's happening? They are evil spirits. Your temples are bodies. They are, your bodies are the temples of holy spirit, not evil spirits. But what's happening? Your body is keeping evil spirits. That must change today. I said that must change today. Your body is the temple of the holy, not sickness. That's why sickness is living. Poverty is living. Say so everything living in this body. 
that is not from God. Check out. You are not your own. Your body, you are not your own. Now, go back to the scripture. Verse 20. I want you to read it louder. Verse 20. It says what? You were bought with a price. There was a purchase price. But how people live sometimes like there was no an exchange. You were bought. In fact, there was nothing to buy you. Jesus had to shed his blood in exchange of you. Now, you have been exchanged. Jesus has shed the blood for you to be redeemed. And now you are redeemed. And the way you are living. God is calling you. Be holy. For he is. For he is holy. How can you be thinking? You want to revenge someone and you're in church? I will revenge. How can you be thinking of revenging? I want to show them. I want to show them they will see. They will see what? They will see nothing. They will see what? You are not your own. I said, you are not your own. I'm looking for somebody who says, prophet, I want to make things right with God. And I want, in this year, as I'm starting this year, I don't want to be the way I am. I'm not proud of myself. I want to make up a new decision. I want to I, I just want to love him the way I have never loved him before. I want to love him. I want to go back to my love for God. Any place, anything in my life that I feel like it's gone. The Bible says, if my people shall only do one thing, if they shall humble themselves and pray, I shall forgive them and I shall heal their land. What was blocking God from healing the land was only one thing humility and repentance there could be someone here today who says i want to start my life afresh my spiritual life afresh i want to walk with jesus i want to walk with him i don't want to pretend things are fine i'm like a tree that has been cut down slowly i am drying only me i'm aware that i'm drying slowly prophet the bible says there's hope for a tree that has been cut down that it can shoot again. There is hope. There is hope for a tree. There is hope for a tree. Before the tree, before, before the stump has been taken out. God said there is hope for a tree. There is hope for a tree that has been cut down. And I am calling for people who want to make things right. It will mean nothing. If you live here with a miracle and not with your salvation. It will mean nothing. I, I mean it. I'm telling you the truth. It will mean nothing if you live here with anything you want. And you live here without your spiritual miracle. There's hope for a tree. 
In Job 14, verse 7, as we'll be singing this song shortly, Job 14, verse 7, the Bible says what? Job 14, verse 7. One, three, go read. There is hope. There is hope for you. There is hope for you. There is hope. God is calling you back. Some have gone back to the world. Some have not gone back to the world, but they have lost their first love. Some have fallen. Some don't feel anymore how they used to feel. And I've brought this message to you. That God is calling you again and you can make things right. And if on this day, the grand entrance day, you can only make things right with God. Trust your me. And he said, I want this year to walk with Christ. To walk in God. If you can make that decision now. God is calling you. Some people have completely lost even the value of being in church. You must understand the church is the body of Christ. And Christ is the head of the church. The more you stay away from the church, the way you are staying away from the body and from the head. I was talking to my pastors yesterday. I was telling them, this year, God has given us one message. So winning holiness. I'm not just preaching to you. All my pastors are told what I'm telling you right now. They were told before I told you. God is calling you. Take me back to my first love take me back where it all started take me back to the beginning it's where i belong Take me back to my first. Take me back where it all started. Take me back. Take me back to the beginning. Take me back to the Sing louder, sing louder, church. Come lift it up. It's where I belong. Take me back, take me back. Yeah. 